Nintendo Direct goodies, Hawkeye gets some directors, and a Rick Grimes movie. Today on DBN News for 7-20-2020. First is from IGN and written by Joe Screbbles. Cadence of Hyrule DLC packs and season pass announced. Cadence of Hyrule Crypt of the Necro Dancer featuring The Legend of Zelda will get three paid DLC packs, the first of which is out today. Announced in today's Nintendo Direct Mini, the Zelda-themed Rhythm Adventure will be getting three packs. Character Pack, which is $5.99, that's out today. This pack adds Impa, Arya, Shadow Link, Shadow Zelda, and Frederick to the game, each with new abilities and weapons. Then we've got the Melody Pack, which is $5.99. This pack adds 39 songs to the game, including remixed versions of the game's background music by Family Jewels. Chipzel and A Rival. That music can be changed at any time. Next up, Symphony of the Mask, which is $9.99. This pack adds new story content in which you play as Majora's Mask Skull Kid, adding a new map and new songs along the way. Skull Kid will change abilities depending on which mask he wears. No release date was given for the latter two packs, but they'll be released before the end of October. A season pass is also now available for $14.99 and adds bonus costumes for Link and Zelda. A complete edition of the game featuring all of the DLC will launch on October 23rd for $39.99. This is a cool pack. I was watching the trailer for it. Looks like a lot of fun. This game looks like a lot of fun. I still have yet to play it, even the original Crypt of the Necro Dancer. But if you are into this and you love it, it looks like you're getting a lot of value for your bucks. Second is from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. Shin Megami Tensai 5 release date set for 2021. Nintendo has announced that Shin Megami Tensai 5 will release next year in 2021. It will be accompanied by a HD remaster of Shin Megami Tensai 3 Nocturne. The new RPG from Persona creator Atlas is currently in development exclusively for Nintendo Switch. Today's Nintendo Direct Mini did not offer any month or seasonal launch window, but stated that 2021 will see a simultaneous worldwide release for Shin Megami Tensai 5. The game itself deals with an apocalyptic vision of the world, where order itself has crumbled and chaos reigns over all. The trailer poses the question, in a world without its creator, which path shall you choose? Additionally, a HD remaster of Shin Megami Tensai 3, Nocturne will be released in 2021, launching in spring. The original released in 2003 for PS2, but the post-apocalyptic JRPG featuring a half-human, half-demon protagonist has been updated with HD visuals for the Nintendo Switch. It's currently unclear if this will be with any additional content, akin to other Atlas re-releases like Persona 4 Golden. As spotted by Twitter user Wario64, Shin Megami Tensai 3 Nocturne HD Remaster has been slated for a PS4 release as well as a Switch launch. This information comes from the game's Japanese website, which advertises an October 29th, 2020 launch date for the game in Japan. As such, it's currently unclear if the game will be on both consoles for its worldwide launch in 2021. Alright, so... Uh, Shin Megami Tensai 5 looks good. They didn't really show, like, I feel like they didn't show a whole lot, but Shin Megami Tensai 3 Nocturne HD Remaster, it looks rough. It looks rough. So if you're into that, I'm sure you'll love it. Uh, if you're not, probably pass on it. Third is from IGN and written by Adele Anchors. Marvel's Hawkeye Disney Plus Jeremy Renner series adds three directors. Marvel has recruited multiple directors to helm episodes of the Disney Plus Hawkeye TV series, starring Jeremy Renner's Clint Barton. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the studio has tapped Amber Finlayson, Katie Elwood, and Rice Thomas to direct a block of episodes for the upcoming six-episode season, written and executive produced by former Mad Men scribe Jonathan Igla. 
Finelson and Elwood, better known by their pen names Bert and Bertie, are a filmmaking duo who burst onto the scene with Amazon's coming-of-age comedy troupe Zero, which premiered at the Sundance Film Festival last year. They also recently helmed episodes of Hulu's acclaimed comedy drama series The Great, starring Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt. Meanwhile, Thomas has worked on various Saturday Night Live sketches over the course of his career. He made his feature film debut with Staten Island Summer, which was released for digital download in 2015. He then went on to direct Amazon's action comedy series, Comrade Detective, as well as John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch for Netflix. I'm really excited for the series. I want to see more of, as my kids like to call him, Arrow Guy. But uh, I kind of like the whole passing of the torch scene. Plus, I, I generally like Hawkeye as a character. I like Jeremy Renner as an actor. So I can't wait to see what this series is about and see it really fleshed out and how it all plays out. Fourth is from IGN and written by Matt Fowler. The, the Walking Dead creator gives update on Rick Grimes' movie. At this weekend's virtual Skybound Expo panel, Skybound Past, Present, and Future, Skybound co-founder and Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman gave fans an update on the Rick Grimes sequel movie, which will follow Andrew Lincoln's character Rick following his departure from the TV series in Season 9. In The Walking Dead Season 10, star Denai Gurria, I probably messed that up, I'm so sorry, left the series in an episode where her character Michonne discovered that Rick might still be alive. Gurria is expected to join Lincoln in the spinoff movie. There's tons of stuff going on behind the scenes, Kirkman said. I don't want anyone to think we're just kind of waiting around for this pandemic to end. I would say that if anything, the pandemic is going to make a lot of movies better, he added. I think the Rick Grimes movie, uh, chief among them, just because we're getting a lot more time to cook this thing and make sure it's perfect. But when things do quiet down, you guys are going to hear a ton more about this movie. Are you a Walking Dead fan? Does this excite you? It doesn't really excite me. I'm not much of a Walking Dead fan other than the... uh, you know, than the graphic novels, but if this excites you, I'm really excited, and I hope it is as good as you want it to be. Fifth is from IGN, written by Jordan Oleman. Call of Duty 2020 data miners reportedly find new content. Data miners have unearthed a number of interesting potential details about Call of Duty 2020, including notes about zombies, Warzone, campaign, and multiplayer maps. Twitter user Prototype Warehouse unearthed a set of tags within the game files, which appear to have been pulled from the red door and alleged alpha of this year's Call of Duty, which appeared on the Microsoft Store earlier this week. Some users have reported being able to download the red door, saying that it's titled Call of Duty Black Ops CIA when downloaded. The phrases posted to Twitter yesterday seem to pertain to different modes within the game. The embedded tweet supposedly contains strings tied to the game's single-player campaign with titles like Nam Armada, Nam Prisoner, and Russ KGB, suggesting parts of the story will take place in Vietnam and Russia. A leak IGN reported on back in May suggested that this year's Call of Duty will be called Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and will return to the historical setting of its namesake franchise. Tags for multiplayer maps, maps such as Moscow, Satellite, and Tank were also found, with Eurogamer noting that earlier in the year, one of the COD 2020 gameplay game leaks featured a map called Tank. Data miners also found Warzone references such as Duga and Ski Slopes and a lone tag which is supposedly tied to the game Zombies Mode Silver. I mean, we're about at that point where we're going to find out this Call of Duty news, so get hype. This is your thing, get hype. And last is from IGN and written by Adam Bankhurst. The Last of Us Part 2's ending was once a darker one. While The Last of Us Part 2 is, at its core, a dark story that deals with loss and revenge, a possible original ending could have led it down an even darker road. As reported by GameSpot, The Last of Us Part 2 director Neil Druckmann and narrative lead Haley Gross, or Gross spoke with Game Informer about the game's ending, discussing how, until about halfway through production, Ellie would have actually killed Abby at the end of the game. 
when I signed on, a lot of it was very similar. Gross revealed. We did a lot of iterations on what that last act looked like. But the final beat was that Ellie would kill Abby. About halfway through production, we changed that and had Ellie let go at the last second to illustrate that some little part of the old Ellie, the Ellie with humanity, the Ellie that is impacted by Joel, still exists within this character who has been so overtaken by her quest for revenge. The change of heart happened when the narrative team was working through the fates of both Lev and Yara, who also lived slash died in earlier drafts of the story. Once it was decided that Lev would survive, Druckmann felt the right decision was to ensure Ellie didn't actually kill Abby and complete her tale of revenge. Gross was taken aback by the notion that this was even an option, but it allowed for Ellie to hold on to some of her humanity and even being lost completely. Letting Abby live felt wrong thematically initially, Druckmann said, but at the end of the day, it felt more honest for the character. The theme and what uh, we're trying to say shifted a little bit, but our top priority always is, uh, are we being honest to the character? There's certain things we are trying to hit, but they can only work if we're consistent with the character we're writing. I think that ending was perfect. Uh, you can listen to our spoiler cast at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds or just search it on all podcast services. But I was really happy with that ending and the way it made me feel was so... It made me feel so wrong, but I, I feel like good storytelling should put you out of your comfort zone. So I'm really happy they went with the ending that they did. And that is the news for today. Thank you for listening and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast, head on over to anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds. Hit that support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation. Choose what you want. We still love you either way. Next up, you're going to find us on all social media at dadsbeardsnerds. And last, find us on our, find our Twitter, find our Discord link in our Twitter bio in the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you. <laughs> <laughs>